This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Palace in, Penny Farther with a little chip on the far side, and a goal for Phil Farther, and Palace in the lead. Hello there, my name's uh, Joe Holyoke, and with me tonight is uh, Nick Gillard. Hello everyone. Um, joined by a special guest, um, he's 51 now, he started off at Aylesbury, finished off at Red Hill and St Leonard's, and in between he played 234 times at Palace, 35 goals. And his pinnacle, being a member of our 1990 Cup Finals team. Um, welcome, Phil Barber. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you, yes. Good. good. I suppose everyone and his dog wants to, to talk to you now about, about what happened 26 years ago. Exactly. If no one's spoken to me for the last 20 years, and now <laughs> we've got into a Cup Final, then um, I'm doing, I've done court and advertising today, and I'm doing you now, so it's, uh, it's relaunched my career. Yeah, well, we're we're a little bit better than a crawling advertiser. We're a little bit more. Um, little well, bit you, call it, you call it the Tunbridge advertiser now. Now they've been based in Tunbridge well. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, isn't it weird that all these years later, twenty six years later, and we're playing United again? Um, I know. It's, it's, it's magic. I say, you were at the bar as a Palace fan. You think you're never going to get to the cup final, and then you get there once, and then you get there for the second time. It's a repeat of what happened. 26 years ago, so it's strange. Well, I mean, what I, what I wanted to do first of all was, um, everyone wants to talk about the final, but, but you know, uh, although it was a, another epic game, but for, for me, um, for, for sort of different reasons to, to a lot of other Palace fans, but the semi-final was one of the most epic of FA Cup games ever in the uh, the, the 4-3 win over Liverpool. Um, uh, but what a team, what a fantastic team you played in. Um, how good was that team? Do you think compared to to, to this the team? As you know, I know it's different times and and the ball and and football boots and and everything's moved on. But how good do you think your team was compared to the team that's playing now? Uh, I say it's hard. It's hard to, to say. But we were we were good. We were we were just like eleven blokes who got thrown together from non-league and all the lower divisions. Um, rejects from there, rejects from there, and we just hit it off. And we, just, you know, such a good team spirit. It got us through most of, most. It got us through from the 
the old keep you know, Division Two up into Division One, and then got us up into third the year after we got to the Cup final. So I think everyone thinks about Wrighty and Brighty because they scored the goals, but there was all those people working hard for them um, to make well, them the, score the goals. Yeah, like the the, the, the forgotten players with you know John Pemberton, Richard Shaw, Andy Gray, and you know Andy Thorne. You know, yeah. it's, it's mainly sort of the people still stuck in the in the limelight now. With you know, obviously with with uh, with a manager, you know, a manager now, and Salako Bright and Thomas Jeff Thomas doing a lot of, of very good work for for his cancer charity. And but you um you forgot Gary O'Reilly. I, I didn't. I know. Sure, well, I won't forget Gary O'Reilly because he's <laughs> one of our scorers. Um, but yeah, I mean, you made a very good point there, Phil, about the about the team spirit. Do you think that goes a long way in football? Um, I think it, I think it does. Yeah, I think it, I say it does. I think you look at the team now. Pars is putting together is similar on the lines of of what we had. There's like a few characters in the team. There's a few people that you can look at them and think, yeah, he'll sort the team out. People like your Damien Delaney's and that. They'll sort of get people going and fire people up. And we had that in our team. People like Jeff Thomas used to fire people up. So I think it's no staff, but I think Pars. Pard just doing the same sort of job with that group of players that he, that Steve Cobb did with the sort of team that, that we had. I was going to say, Phil, you you kind when when you joined Palace, you were there at the beginning of what I call the the Coppola and Nodes project. And I was looking at teammates of yours that that were there while you were still at the club, and you've got some old timers there that I remember from the Panini albums in the early seventies, like Stan Cummings <laughs> and Mickey Droy, and even even Vince Hilaire. The, what was it like yeah. with the old older guys? Did they did they really it help? Because obviously you were quite it young. Was, it was madness for me because I signed. You won't get this anymore. What happens if I signed at eighteen and a half? I was doing a college course. Um, what for college? Like a PE course. So I was virtually. I was still training two nights a week, Tuesday night, Thursday night at Aylesbury, and then I was playing for Palace on the Saturday. Um, I did no training at Palace. I might have done it on Friday, but I've done no training at Palace whatsoever the first four months of my career there. So it was strange. When you go there and you've got people like Billy Gilbert and Vince Hilaire and Jerry Murphy who are quite characters and it was frightening for me because I'd just come on as a, I was a country boy moving up to London and it, it did frighten me but um, I think it made a man of me just getting used to with them people around. <laughs> Going back to them old days, did you did you have to, because uh, obviously, you know, the, the apprenticeships and, and, and the youngsters coming through, did you have to clean boots? I, did, I never done an apprenticeship. I was playing. Non, I was playing non-league for Aylesbury. I was eighteen and a half. Yeah. And um, uh, I was earning like four pound a week at Aylesbury. One of the old Aylesbury players, uh, Peter Coffer, we pulled me on the Tuesday night and said, "Crystal Palace are going to sign you," because he knew the chief scout. Um, right. so, so I went home. I said to my dad, "Palace are going to sign me." He said, "Don't sign the contract." So I went training on the Thursday. They offered me eight pound a week, and I signed a contract immediately. And nearly knocked me lights out. Um, but yeah, and then, <laughs> because uh, I, I thought, because I, I didn't know about it. Yeah, and then uh, um, so virtually, then I think it might have been the Tuesday after that. Ron Nodes came down. I trained with Alfie, met him in the office, and just signed there. That was that. He said, "You have this amount of money, this amount of money to live with digs," and that was it. And get on with it, really. Did you, did you and live with a family, or did you? Did you? Uh... No, I didn't. I got a, this is. I got a quad advertiser. Um, 
Clothing I wear still has was. So I found that. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a thorn heath. Found where the ground was. Um, and I thought, well, thorn heath, I couldn't, couldn't drive. I mean, we did have a car. Thorn heath is the closest place to um, Sellers. So I got a bed in Thorn Heath, and I moved up in July. And then, because I didn't know anything, left to myself, um, we trained over at Mitcham. And for the first four, first three months, I was going from Thorn Heath up to Ballon, getting the tube down to Morden, and then getting on a bus to take me to Mitcham. And then someone told me you can get a train to Mitcham from West Croydon. <laughs> and I never knew that. <laughs> that's how that's how that's how no one it's so it's so much different these days because like all the players get looked after really well and that sort of stuff but no i just i was just left to get on with it and i got on with it we just put your sat nav on in the lamborghini didn't you and it takes you well, there i think so yeah so you get your, <laughs> your driver and say yeah yeah but that's it i spent i spent like i used to leave for half 10 training i used to leave about half past seven to get there for half past nine because i was going like miles out my way but no one ever told me that <laughs> How funny! Um, so, how, how was it, was it a real culture shock going from Aylesbury to Crystal Palace for the grand sum of seven thousand five hundred? I think it was, wasn't it? Well, so it's was just a whole the whole moving up to London was just totally different because I was I lived right in the countryside, like in the village. So coming out and then moving up to London and then getting involved, like, we didn't have no nightclubs in the village, I was coming straight up, and then all the young boys, like your Gavin Neblins and your Gary Stebbins and Dave Lindsay's, Saturday yeah. nights was like party night for us. So we used to hammer down, play, play, well, I didn't play, play maybe a couple of times for the first few months when I was up here, and then we used to go down there, then Cinderella Rockefellers in Purley, go yeah, in there, and, <laughs> yeah, and then walk home, walk back to East Croydon, and then... Um, either get a train or leave the train going or just get back cab home to Port Lee. So it was, just, no, no, it was just amazing. You're talking about going out at the weekends and, and the period you played for us was a real change in football completely, wasn't there? We had the um, we had the Heisel disaster, we had Hillsborough, uh, the ground was changed quite a lot. Uh, yeah. The crowds supposedly made a lot safer and also the way footballers were viewed was slightly changed when, when Sky and that came in. Do you, do you miss anything about how football used to be compared to now, do you think? Uh, as a, as a, I don't know, it may be different, but we were different to the area we was. We used to play our game on Saturday and then we used to go into the play, players' lounge or whatever in the bars and have a drink with the fans. And this doesn't happen anymore because they don't drink or anything. I think there's much more... Um, player fan mixing in, in, in my days than there is now because all the players get moved moved up or go away or go have a massage or go have ice bath but so as soon as we finished we were straight out straight into the bar good game or bad game mixing with the fans and having a fun with them um, so I think that's, that's I know they get a lot more money and whatever but I think maybe we enjoyed ourselves a bit more but everyone was doing it so everyone could get away with it did you used to um, play the odd rounds of golf as well and go down to dogs on a Friday afternoon, that, all that malarkey? No, no golf on Friday because it was a little bit professional. Wednesday was golf day. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like We train Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, half ten till half twelve. And if anyone said afternoon training, that was just awful. That was our, that was our afternoon off. 
had to train on the Wednesday. We didn't like that. So, but those boys train. Well, they're more, they're more athletes than we are. Um, they train mornings and afternoons. Um, but they get paid for doing it, so um, they need to do it. But yeah, we just we used to. Thomas said to you like we used to have a sprint coach coming, um, which is no good for me if it weren't fast anyway. But if we had to train in the afternoon, everyone went, ah, oh, just salt all the time, sir. Um, but yeah, it's a, lot, a lot different. A lot different. A lot, right. lot different. Phil, uh, well, well, like I said earlier, we, you know, we um, we sent out some messages to to, to random fans that, that would appreciate yourself and, and and what you did for for our club. Um, and, and I just said, look, you know, ask them whatever you want, and we'll ask. So I, I, yeah. I'm going to kick it off with uh, Doug Tibbetts. Um, he is uh, at East London, East London Eagle, and he said. Um, Apart from the 1990 team, which other one? I'm, I don't know whether he means Palace or just whatever team, but but which other one would he have wanted to have played in? So yeah, so I'd imagine a Palace team. What's the one you would have would would have wanted to play? In? Probably probably the one now because they're paying the most money. I would have thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't know. I would like to have played in the Man United team or Liverpool team of like the the eighties when they were good or the the Premiership team when United were winning everything I would have thought so um, that's probably the team I would have played in Palace team I would like to have played in um, I don't know really I was quite happy with the team we played in there are a lot of lads so um, it's hard to say but yeah um, yeah probably I'm, I'm quite happy with the team that, that that I played in to be honest I wouldn't swap it for anything OK, uh, another one, um, Homesdale Cravatics, it's uh, HC15 on tour. This is a, 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 a fellow I know, Paul, um, and he's, he sent me a lot of questions, but I think the one that would, would really, uh, is quite pertinent really, uh, he said, do you have any advice for the current Palace team going into the FA Cup final at Wembley as you did 26 years ago? Um, yeah, I suppose this is, a, I suppose, I'll just say just treat it as another game. I know it's all euphoria about 180,000 people there but it's just a game of football between two two teams there's nothing nothing different about it just just treat it as as a normal game I know it's all the hype and all the build up but if you can put that out of your hand and just treat it as another game then all the work you start thinking it's a cup fire and you've got people watching you and then you start losing losing concentration so yeah just treat it as another game um, yeah. and hopefully you'll get a result yeah, sounds 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 about right, really. Of Nick, course, when, uh, when when we had the nineteen ninety final, you had all the build up as well, didn't you? It seemed like yeah. football was on the telly all day long. You could watch it on BBC or ITV, and and now they've, yeah. they've moved the time. Do you think the cup has become devalued a little bit? Uh, I think I hate it. I hate it. I think it's just traditionally as a kid, everyone as a family well, generation, it was like get the telly on at nine o'clock. You had your it's a knockout. You question the sport, that sort of things. And then watch the game at three o'clock, and now it's just being put on at half five. Is a ridiculous time for game of football. Yeah, five thirty. It's yeah, a, absolutely stupid game. It's not too bad for Paris fans because they can if they can be home by half nine, ten o'clock. But well, mind you, that's the United fans live in London anyway, so that's <laughs> at the same time. But uh, yeah, but it's just it's just ridiculous time. They, they all mind about the tradition and everything, but traditionally the FA Cup final is three o'clock, and it should be at three o'clock. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, make, I'll, about I'll it. make you right. I'll make you right. Yeah. Um, so Mike Sims, uh, Mike CPFC can, which is uh, Mike, Mike lives in Canada. He said, um, Joe saw Phil play one match, and that was the cup final, the first time Palace had been on TV in Canada. Uh, my question 
was what was most nerve wracking trotting out onto a Wembley pitch in front of a hundred thousand or singing glad all over on live TV. Pard's demeanour demeanour suggested it wasn't that cool a gig. Uh, no, no, we had two goes. We done the Blue Peter one, and I think yeah, it was more nerve wracking doing live TV than playing the cup final because especially because yeah. we signed a stupid deal with high tech for the old players' pool and the most ridiculously coloured tracksuits on. And T-shirts on, yes, that was the most nerve-wracking thing. Singing, singing live on the Derek Jameson show. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a name you've you, you've brought up from the past. Um, oh, blimey, he was a character, Derek Jameson. Um, going back to the cup final, Jill and I were having a conversation yesterday about what we were going to ask you. Um, <laughs> and one of the questions came up was, "How the bloody hell did you manage to play in those tight shorts?" <laughs> It was the cup final for tight shorts. It was, it was the fashion, yeah. It was the fashion. We had the legs for it, so we could carry it off. I don't know. Everyone was wearing this. And it was, it was, it was my first thing there. If I got them out, I'd probably only get a pair of shorts on one of my legs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. See, even like the ridiculous colour of our, the kit, the black and white shorts, where did that come from? That was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think it was a fashion that high shorts were in, and we had to wear them. We had to go with the flow. Well, be- just just before we get to to talking about the you know, the the final itself, um, little bird, a little Scottish bird. Well, I mean, I mean, a fella tells me yeah. that um, he, he said he's still fit as a flea. He said he still plays football like five a side. Thursday night, I think. Thursday night, yeah. I I play with Lydia. I work with. He's an angry ant. He just kicks everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah. He did. He did tell me. He told me a, a bit a, a thing that made me laugh. He said. He said, when we first asked, first asked him to come along, he said, oh, he used to play with Palace. And, he, you know, he said, we'd done a bit of homework, found out all about him. And he said, when he turned up, he was absolutely... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Absolutely useless. And we were all looking at each other going, these guys have played in the cup final and played with Crystal Palace in the first division. But you hadn't kicked the ball for a couple of years, had you? Two or no, three no, years? I, don't, I haven't played. I haven't played. It, it hurts now to play. <laughs> I, can, I can run. I've done three marathons. I can run. I can go straight lines and I'm fine, but as soon as I start twisting and turning, I think something's going to snap or something. Um, yeah, but I play, I play, I try to play once a month. Or okay. I'm on the sub bench. I haven't got enough I play. Um, I quite enjoy it when I get there, but it's just, it's just the, the next day. It's just getting there because it's like, oh, I'll fight <laughs> down by the, by the training ground in Beckenham and then it's like quarter ten minutes next. I take it too seriously, some of these blokes. I'm yeah, happy for a little laugh around. So, but yeah, I, I enjoy it, but... Um, you just mentioned marathons. Go on. Yeah, I've, you've I've done, run three marathons? I've done three marathons. Yeah, I've wanted to do one when I was 40. I've right. done one when I was 40. Um, and then I've done 
two more, I think the last one was 1910. Um, yeah, just something I always wanted to do. Um, and so I've done three, so yeah, three London, so but I've, I don't even run anymore. Walking's a new running. <laughs> Listen, I'm just about to turn 50. I know you're 51, so I, I yeah. can appreciate that. Yeah, and I'm, going, I'm lucky I play a bit of golf now, so... Um, Any good? I play up about 15, but I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm a, I can't putt for my life, but uh, lucky for me, like, Novella notes on me, a membership for all the golf courses, so I don't pay for it anyway, so... Oh, that's they, nice. I they, they yeah. down the London Club um, yesterday, weren't they? The Palace team? Was that what? All the Palace players were down the London Club yesterday. Were they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I play, I play, well, I try and play every other weekend if I can now, so I enjoy it and it doesn't hurt, but, so the football hurts, running's hard work, especially when I'm in Sarnstead, I need to get up a hill before I get up to any flat, so that kills <laughs> me anyway. Um, yeah, but I think my running career's over, my football career's over, and probably most people say my golf career's over as well, so yeah. <laughs> Middle age and retiring gracefully. So, um, cup final, back to the cup final. I'm, I'm going to go straight yep. to the replay because I think where we actually never won it was we should have had, I'm sure we should have had, had a penalty um, yep, and it wasn't given. Right. Was it definitely a penalty where we robbed? I, I thought it was a penalty, yeah. Um, I thought we were robbed, yeah. But it was, it was the, cup, the replay was a bit of a, I don't know what happened to the replay because it sort of turned into a bit of a kicking match. I don't know why. Um, and we never really played well. They never really played well, and then they just and they just scored. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a letdown with really, the, the semi-final, uh, the final, the final replay. Yeah, um, but it was definitely a penalty. But he gave a free kick just right on the edge of the box, didn't he? So it's the Clattenburg um, of his day. Well, yeah, it was Aaron Gunn, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but, yeah. We might not even bother turning up now, but for the cup final, because he doesn't give us anything, does he? So, <laughs> You, you mentioned, you mentioned. I mean, we had, I always say cup finals because there was, you know, there was two games. So, yeah. But, um, do you have either of your shirts? I've got both of my shirts. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I've got all my stuff. I've got all my stuff and kept it. It's in the loft at the moment. I need to get it out. So yeah, I've got all my stuff. Yeah. Um, you say something you, as a kid, if you you always dream of playing it, and not many people do get to play in them. Um, especially these days as well, when the big clubs sort of hoggle with things, don't they? Like, all the your Arsenal's and your Man United and your Man City seem to win everything. So it's um it's, well, I'm, it's looking hey, forward, so I'm looking forward to a Leicester Palace charity shield. That make a change, won't it? That would be yeah. I'm just I'm just wondering what happens about the Europe thing as well. Because well, I, I think we have to win it, don't we? We have to win the FA I Cup. Mean, so it's not because like in the olden days, if the teams won the FA Cup were running something else, they gave it to us. But yeah, oh, so that way it's not that it's Man United. No, they, they changed it because no. people like Wigan and Millwall were getting in and they're not fashionable enough. Ah, oh, OK. So. okay. Well, t- talking a- about that, going back to 1990 and just slightly off the cup final, I know everyone wants to talk about the cup final, but mm. we actually finished third that year and we should have yep. should have gone to Europe, should have played in the, you know, in the UEFA Cup. I, th- I think it was just the top two that went to the European Cup in those days. But we should, and then, and then you know, UEFA let, let Liverpool back in and, and we, we got kicked out. That's right, yeah. I, I mean, been, how, how much, what, did, what did you and the, and the fellows think about that? It was, it was for the big boys, wasn't it? We're not, we're not fashionable enough to play in any cups. Yeah, we was gutted, because I said the year before we finished fifth and bottom, and then to finish third, which was uh, unbelievable for us, and to get no reward for it, it was, it was terrible. So, 
Um, it would have been nice to have a, a full train to Europe, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it just? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I don't, to be honest, I don't know if you really want to get... I know it'd be nice to win the cup, but that's just a pain in the bum that you're open league, isn't it? Playing on Sundays and everything. And... I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, actually, it gives the, the French players a good chance. It, it gives... You know, Johnny Williams a chance to have a run out, and actually, the I think Europa League can be like the old combination league and a, a springboard for players to to move up to the first team. Yes, yes, you suppose you could. Yeah, you suppose you could use it because I don't know they don't play many like like when we was when we was playing. If you weren't playing the first team, you played for the reserves. Yeah, not, they're sort of like these days they, they don't they might play for the under twenty ones. There's no reserve team whatsoever. So if you don't play at all, then you don't get many games whatsoever so if you have to go into a, a like competitive game then you're, you're sort of out of out of sync of it all um, yeah that's probably a probably good idea yeah but I don't know so, I don't the idea of, play, of playing all your games on a Sunday afternoon again is yeah so back to the final because uh, it's yeah. only a week and a half away um, you going you gonna to be going yourself at all no I'm not going no I've got I've, I've got my other half family from America they're Palace fans, they've been hopping around for flights, they've got to book their flights today, so I'm going to go and get a couple of tickets, so I'm going to give them to them. Oh, they're nice, going to come that's over very kind of, yeah. It. Yeah, so yeah. 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 I'll just sit it on, sit it. I've got a 90th birthday party to go to in Kettering, so I'll be up there watching it in there, probably, and having a few beers. I would have, I would have gone if, if it had been a, I tell you, I just can't get near down this 5.30 kick-off. It's just, I don't know, I don't know the idea of playing football at 5.30, so, but I wouldn't, so, um, I'll give them to another half family so they can come over. So. They were old school. Yeah, there was, there was, there was some, talking about old school, there was some, a, a really interesting fact, and I never knew this until I read up on it, but the, the, the Palace team of the 1990 final was the last time that an all-English team played in a final. That's right, yeah. It's a great yeah, stat. It's, it's another one of them Palace things, isn't it? You know, we, were, uh-huh. we did this, we've done that. Yeah. And, and seven minutes away. How did that, when you seven minutes away... And then Hughes scored that goal. I know. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, uh, you look at I think um, people say about... Uh, I've been thinking, because of the, the, the thing, I've been thinking quite about, about it and the team. And look at, you look at the Man United team they had, people like Mark Hughes, Paul Ince, Brian Robson, Pallister, Steve Bruce. Um, that was virtually the team that won the two Premier Leagues like two seasons later. So... Even to be like seven minutes away from being a team like that was would have been amazing anyway. Um, but yeah, to be seven minutes away from from winning it is uh, you can't <laughs> think about it, can you really? And then we were you know that next year would have gone on gone on to win the um, cup winners cup, didn't they? What did what did you think when when Wrighty joined the club? Just before we talk about him and, he, and his impact in, in in the games when he when he first bounced into the into Palace. What did you What did you think of him? It, it was, I don't know. He was He was He was, confident, he was quite a confident little lad. But we had so many people coming in and out, Charlie's and that, and going by the wayside and that. You never sort of too much notice him. And then when he started playing the reserves and started scoring goals, and that's when you thought, yeah, he's got he's going to be a half decent player. Um, but yeah, yeah, he was a confident. Confident young man, he's still got a little bit of confidence about him as well. So he's and, and he just, and he just. Yeah. I, I, I can't yeah. remember who it was. But I'm, I'm going to say the, the, the question now because I'm furiously searching through my notes. But one of the other questions was, 
was it if you had to choose between right and bright yeah. to play with, who, who would yeah. you have chosen? Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? I went. Oh, it's a tough one. You, that's a different, totally different players, don't they? Like right, right, he was spontaneous and done things. You think, wow. Um, where Brighty was just solid and you knew what he was going to get out of Brighty every week. And it was like, if you've marked in the pack, they get 8 out of 10, where Brighty sometimes could be absolutely awful. And then the next week, it'd be like 10 out of 10. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably go with, I'd probably go with Brighty just for the, just for the, um, the, the unexpected of what he could do, I think. Mm. What's the, what's the best bit of advice Steve Koppel gave you? Retire. <laughs> 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 to, 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 be, to be honest, Steve wasn't. I don't. I very rarely spoke to him. Like we didn't. He wasn't. I think the only time we used to have occasional meetings and that sort of stuff. But the only time where we sort of really had a, a set plan, a game plan of what we were going to do, like where we spent hours doing bits and bobs, was in the semi-final itself. We just got. We, we had. He had um because of the way we play, we just we just virtually just launched it, didn't we? We weren't pretty. Um, but we just my sort of what he said to me was get it, when you get the chance to cross it, cross it. Then you put it down the channels for right his pace, put it down the channels. Um so that was it really. It wasn't it wasn't rocket science what we'd done and um That that reminds me a lot of how Leicester have played this year, how you lot played. Get the ball up the quick up the pitch as quickly as possible, didn't matter if it was Johnny uh, Solarco running up the wing with it and and yeah. getting it in, or but it was just that quick break, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's just that's why we sort of like we've done well in that second year because that's the way. No one could sort of could be different. We were different. We were a bit like Wimbledon. We was different how we done it, and then after we tried it again the year after, and then people sort of sussed it out, and that's when we started to struggle a bit. But I think. I think, yeah, I think we just we were just so direct in how we played. Like, we had long throws, Andy Gray would throw it in. I wouldn't like to think Andy goals for some set pieces. He spent hours practicing corners and free kicks and whatever. And he used to pay off. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. Um, yeah. We'll go back to... Uh, we're just not going to keep you much longer. Another couple of... Uh, a couple of questions. Um, Tony Johnston, CJ61, CPFC, said, um, Alan Pardew said on Saturday that it's a tough life being a professional footballer. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I wish I was one now. <laughs> <laughs> How can, I don't know. I don't know. You get, you've got, you eat the best food, you get loads of money, you get people doing stuff for you, what stuff about that? You train probably three hours a day of max. I don't know. I suppose there's more expectation on on players now because it's such a money oriented business that you've got to be successful to make stay in the Premier League to make all your money. Um, but I've, I think I've swapped my time for their time now. I'd be like to be pampered and earn like sixty, seventy grand a week. I'd love that. I think. <laughs> but I think it's hard. I think he's lying. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, just just getting on to getting on to um, what are you up to now? Are you? Um, don't don't I'm sound like phone, I'm on the I'm on the phone to you at the moment. Yeah. Um, what, what, um, what, what are you doing for What are you doing for work? I when I finished, I started work. I was working for Wimbledon, yeah. and then they moved up to Milton Keynes, and then my mate had a gardening business. 
to come do some work with me. I was doing a bit of coaching, and I sort of, after doing the academy stuff at Wimbledon, I sort of fell out of love with, with it, because you think what happens, I know it's different now, but there were so many kids there, and they were just being used and used and used, and the age of like 6 to 16, and told they weren't good enough. Um, so I sort of fell out with the love of coaching and that sort of stuff, and I just started doing some gardening, that's why I'm working now, working over in Orpington. Oh, um, well, so, so, the, so the morals of football almost just forced you out. Yeah, well, I was just I was I was there one day. And I, was thinking, I was thinking all these kids were coming through. I was I was doing the under fourteens, I think under fifteens, under sixteens at London, and I think all those kids. There were some good players there. Only one of them made it as a pro, and he was the worst player of the whole group. And the only way he made the only way he made it, he went and played non-league. And he got fine playing after that from long league. But you just look, they're 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 training on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays, playing games on Sunday. And then after, like, from 6 till 16, they were told, no, you're not good enough, son. I mean, it's so bad for the kids. So I just just thought, I didn't know, I just fell out of love with it all, to be honest. I think I was just being used and that, so... And then parents yeah. become clicky and that sort of stuff, and parents annoy me and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I just said that. <laughs> it's, it's always the wise, the wise person that says to these kids, look, you know, carry on with your education, you know, keep going. Yeah. And I, I know Steve yeah. Koppel had a degree, that, that, you know, a few, yeah. few players with degrees. But it, it is, I, I think Palace have set something up, haven't they? It was like they got in jail that um, supports the kids if they don't get get through yeah I think, I, think it's all, I think it's all changed over the last last few years now where I say where they tell the kids they educate the kids and give them some money to do if they, if they do fall by the wayside but yeah it's um it's just it's it's, it's difficult for us especially for these, all these young kids that have these dreams of becoming professional footballers and then after all so, so like they for 10 years after a while they say well you're not good enough it's a massive kick in the seat to them so well, we have um, we have you know, we have a, a charity at uh, the um, the study centre um, at, at Crystal Palace, which is allied with the club, and that does um, help with extra education. And I know there are players in our first team that have benefited from that over the years um, that have yeah. gone on to play for the first team, and that's a, a, a fantastic side. Um, I don't know whether other clubs do that, but but yeah. yeah, I mean, I was I was amazed. You know, we had a list of eight players the other day that we'd let go, and they were. And we, we thought, honestly thought that two or three of those would make it into the first team and they've literally been let go. It's um, it's heartbreaking and I know one of them yeah. personally as well. But um, yeah. anyway, listen, Phil, we've got to wrap it up. Um, no problem. I really appreciate your time. Um, my son's an aspiring golfer. I'll sort out with Jim and maybe one day we'll have a little whack around the London club and, and, and shoot a fat over be what, what, what would have been. Need to have a month's notice day before Jim gives me any time off. That's the thing. I've had a long time. Phil, no thanks very much. Cheers, mate. Yeah. No problems. Take care. Thank Enjoy you. the final. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. Homesdale Radio, Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.